I'm joined online by Farah Miranda, who is a visual artist and transdisciplinary artist based in Toronto, uh, who's recently helped curate this um, project called Speaking Fruit, uh, which looks at uh, the realities of migrant agricultural workers uh, in Canada and some of the injustices faced in that context. Um, it's a... Uh, it's, uh, uh, ongoing project, and uh, we're lucky to be joined by Farah today on the phone. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being with us. Um, so I guess to start, um, just for people who um, who aren't aware of this initiative, Speaking Fruit, if you could talk a bit about the project um, and the different elements involved and sort of give us a picture of the the issues you were trying to highlight and actually also what does it look like? Sure. Um, so Speaking Fruit is a mobile roadside fruit stand and design studio that feeds the movement for migrant farm worker rights. And the project started with a, a single question posed to migrant farm workers in southern Ontario. It asked them if the fruits you grow and pick could speak from dinner tables, refrigerators, and grocery aisles, what would you want them to say? And so with the support of um, Evelyn Ancolada, Gabriel Aladua, um, who are both organizers in Justice for Migrant Workers, we were able to gather dozens of written and audio um, recorded responses to this question from migrant workers across southern Ontario and one worker who is currently in Mexico and unable to return um, and another worker in British Columbia. The project also worked with a group of migrant farm workers um, from Mexico, grape growers actually, in the Niagara region to turn their messages into uh, artistic expression. And so there's this amazing choreographer, Erica Miranda, who is part of this project. She's been building a relationship with these grape growers for um, well over a year. And they created a dance piece on the vineyards. Wow which is about their relationship to the land, to the grapes that they cultivate daily, and to each other. Wow. And the movements that they created were very much a response to the land and the, the sun and the wind and the soil and, and the plants. Um, but they also created mm -hmm. a soundscape. Um, well, they also produced music for a soundscape. And so with... There was one worker who plays um, an alto sax. He asked us if we could bring in an alto sax for him, and we did. Um, they asked for congas, and then the sound just kept expanding wow. uh, through the project. So the day, we, the day before we were going to record, they invited another worker from a farm nearby borrowed an electronic keyboard, borrowed a full drum kit from the church, um, an amp, you know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. decided to make music in in the garage um, where all of the, the machinery and tractors and equipment that oh, wow. they work with is kept. 
Mm-hmm. And so they, they transformed this place of labor into uh, a place for art, art making. Mm-hmm. To get a, a picture, there's all these different elements. And then also this, this project, Speaking Fruit, will exist in a, a very public space uh, like it did in, during Nuit Blanche. Um, so yeah. w- what does that look like with all these different elements and, and how, how, how are people responding or interacting with the initiative? So the messages we gathered from workers are um, presented on specially designed produce packaging. They've been screen printed onto paper bags. Um, and Ryan Hayes is the, the artist that's done all the, the design um, of the packaging. There are messages in little bags of fruit that we distribute to the public. And each bag contains a message from the worker to the consumer. And we're inviting consumers to reply to the workers using the hashtag speaking fruit. Um, At the site of the fruit stand, the viewer is also invited to put on a, a headset and take a six-minute virtual reality trip to the vineyard in the Niagara region that we worked on this summer. And there they will witness the dance of a group of six grape growers uh, and listen to their music. And the virtual reality film was directed by Luca Lucarini, and the, the sound design for it was um, created by Nicholas Murr of the... Um, Toronto band Lal. Wow. And also at the site of the fruit stand is um, a soundscape that invites audiences in, and that was created by Ruben Escara. And all of the artists involved in this project uh, ha- have a role in social movements and have contributed to migrant justice or other um, social movement organizing in the past. Mm -hmm. So there's so many different uh, elements uh, involved in this uh, project. It sounds like a very immersive experience. Um, I guess, um, uh, given your involvement, uh, both in this Speaking Fruit project and other transdisciplinary uh, artist initiatives, You've also been involved in social justice activism around um, around the rights of migrant workers um, in support of migrant justice. Um, I, I was wondering if you could reflect a bit about why uh, an initiative like this was important for you in terms of extending uh, through artistic practice these campaigns that you've been connected to for so long. Well, I think art provides an opportunity to ask questions um, and to create an experience, to create um, an emotional connection between audiences and the issue. And the problem of temporary work programs in Canada is not a new one. It's it's ongoing and um, an increasingly problematic issue. We're seeing more people enter Canada on temporary uh, work visas and through temporary channels than people with permanent residence. And yeah, I think public art is, I'm interested in public art, I'm interested in performance because it allows um, artists, organizers, 
diverse audiences to to come together and to engage across different struggles. So this project has been traveling to, um, it traveled to Black Creek Community Farm and to um, a food justice and arts festival in Hamilton. These are community spaces and community sites where issues of food justice, um, anti-poverty organizing, anti-racist organizing are are happening on a local grassroots level and it provided an opportunity to build, um, to share strategies and build alliances between groups and individuals that are working around the issue of food, um, food justice, migrant labor, and labor justice at the mm-hmm. same time. We were also able, we were also invited to Six Nations to participate in uh, a night market organized by Our Sustenance, which is this beautiful greenhouse project started by Adrienne Lickers and her mother and um, Kitty. And the project is really has emerged in response to um, the dislocation of indigenous food systems. And so they're expressing sovereignty in this greenhouse project and building connections with some of the migrant workers involved. And, you know, when we've been having these different events, they, they have attended. um, And I think it's the project provides an interesting place to Mm -hmm to connect across all of these issues and struggles. For sure. Um, sorry, I just wanted to ask you, how did you come up with the name Speaking Fruit? And like, what was the story? Uh, my brother helped me come okay. up with it. Um, yeah, Speaking Fruit is, um, you know, taking a commodity and making it come alive. Um, having people engage with it in in a different way. Like I think that when we buy anything, there is a there's a border between the person who buys whatever it is, be it fruit or um, or clothing or something else. There's a divide between the consumer and um, the person, the people that are making that product. And so I wanted to intervene in the the borders that exist around food, around Mm -hmm. fruits and vegetables, and invite workers to undo that border by Mm -hmm. speaking through it. Yeah, it's 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 almost like uh, even, you know, if if, if going into a grocery store or going into any any sort of any sort of store you know that there's all these intense stories of injustice around so many products but they're almost silenced so yeah that sounds really beautiful in terms of thinking about you know these these products that are silenced actually speaking yeah um so I guess I was wondering if you could maybe just share any stories of of how like how this project has gone down like when it's been out in public, like how, how has it gone? Yeah, um, well, we were at Nuit Blanche and a three-year-old came up and he had 
seen the project with his parents in Hamilton. That's where they live. And he came, um, they were downtown and they happened to, to come across the, the fruit stand again while they were there. And he came up and he said, oh, is this the, the trailer from the food festival? And his mom said, yes. And he said, um, it looks fresh, but it's not. She went on to tell me that he went home after the one of the events and he said, why, why do they treat the people that grow strawberries so badly? Um, and... Yeah, I think the question of is it fresh, is it real, comes up often at the fruit stand, not just from three-year-olds, but um, people of all ages. People touch um, the much of the fruit that is on display is not real. It's not real just like the narratives we hear around local produce are not real. So it's, it's inviting audiences to question, and they are um, the narratives around buying local. Yeah, um, I, I, I think about that film that came out, Migrant Dreams, and um, just sort of the the daily grind of, of organizing that's taking place within um, the communities of, of agricultural uh, migrant workers. Um, so I'm wondering if you could talk about why you felt it was really important to to utilize art to to tell the individual stories, but also point to this broader struggle for justice that has been going on for so long, um, and and any conversations you had with you know workers impacted and 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 how that conversation went in terms of like um, you using art to illustrate you know the the injustices that you've been talking about. Well. I think that some of the the messages that we gathered are explicit demands. They're demands that um, organizers have been mobilizing around for a very long time, especially those in Justice for Migrant Workers. Um, and probably the most important demand is, is status mm-hmm. for all workers, permanent permanent status so that they because we can advocate for other kinds of rights and protections but the employers will always be able to silence workers if they're able to send them back for speaking up to demand those rights and protections even the minimum ones that they do have so status um Demands for status come through in the messages from workers to the public. Um, so does, you know, I've had audiences be surprised that Canada hasn't signed the UN um, declaration on the rights of migrant workers. And so it's getting information like that across to the public wow. and in a way that's asking them and implicating them um, in what's taking place and and asking them to take action. Um, Some of the messages are very poetic. Uh, One worker involved in the dance said, um, the grapes have become my borderless family. I wish that all of humanity could be this way. 
Um, that's Gabriel Camacho, uh, a Mexican migrant worker in the Niagara region. And it was really important to present uh, present the dance um, as well because I I learned the dance isn't conveying. I think what the dance conveys is that migrant farm workers are also more than just workers. They can be artists and, and musicians and, and many other things, but the nature of Canada's um, temporary labor schemes is that it, it strips people um, of their of like any chance of being whole because they're made to work six, seven days a week in conditions where they're cut off from the rest of society. And so it was really important to create space for, for art to happen with workers who also consider themselves um, to be creative and to be artists. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing all this. Um, I guess um, just just to end, I was wondering if you could um, talk a bit about uh, your practice. I, I know that Speaking Fruit is one of many initiatives that you've worked on um, and also maybe direct people um, as to where they could look online uh, to learn more about Speaking Fruit, but also uh, any other uh, projects or initiatives that, that you've been working on. Um, sure, you can follow. There's information about Speaking Fruit on um, my website, farmiranda.com, as well as on Instagram at Speaking Fruit and our Facebook um, page for the project. Uh, and yeah, we're just getting started delivering this work, um, presenting it to audiences. So we would love we love for people to attend the events that are ongoing and also in, invite the fruit stand to um, to different community events, organizing spaces. This is um, what's interesting about this work is that it can move between contemporary art exhibitions, community um, spaces, and we hope to continue to move it. Uh, I'm really just thinking about the project right now, but I'm, I'm interested in the way people, places, and objects are bordered. And, uh, yeah, this, this compels parts of my, um, artistic practice where I, I question how these borders come into being through processes of categorization, securitization, censorship, control. Um, and I'm also interested in moving between the gallery and the public sphere, uh, creating situations that actively engage the viewer and situations that engage non-traditional, um, you know, contemporary people who wouldn't go to galleries. Uh, and so I use mediums that can range from 
manipulated found objects to performance, installation, or new media. And I'm interested in um, how we can learn to undo colonial borders, citizenships, and, and illegalities through, through performance and through art. Thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you, Stefan. Thanks.